happy Tuesday. Hi, James. Hey, Rita, Cynthia. Hey, guys. Welcome, YouTube. Welcome, Facebook. Man, this is a great song. High and lifted up. God, the presence of God is strong. Let me see if I can fade this out. How are you guys doing this Tuesday? I've got a lot to talk to you about. A whole lot to talk to you about. Um, woo, and I got another hard word today. Whoa! And everybody's like, oh, Dr. Missy. I can't help what he says. I have to say what he says. And you'll understand. You will understand what I'm talking about when I get into it. But I want to preface the word with this. Before I even talk to you guys, if you knew me, if you would get to know me, you would know that I really, really do deeply love people. And, and I, I look out for people. Matter of fact, the name Hood means protector. Okay, I come from a double Viking background, so I, I'm going to be prone to protect people, protect the people that God loves. And so that's my nature. If that's my nature, then when I tell you the truth, what's so wrong about telling you the truth when I'm trying to help be used by God to protect you? So it tells me then that people have fears. And Cynthia, can you pray against what they're releasing to hinder me from connecting to the anointing, please? Although it's not going to work because it's already there. There you go. Okay, God bless you. So anyway, you know, it, it's it's funny, though, how people, when they have things to hide, and, and I'm not dogging anybody, but you think God doesn't see them. God is trying to free you from you to get you into your new, to get you into a place that's safe. That's why he's adamantly repeating himself and repeating himself. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys so much. But let, let's get into the word today. Um, and I want to also thank our sponsors again. We thank Margaret Rowe and Smack Talk Radio. We just want to say thank you uh, for everything that you do. And um, hey, Patty Ward, it's a blessing to see you too. But I want to thank our sponsors and thank Margaret. Margaret just got back from vacation. And by the way, Margaret and I wrote a phenomenal book together. It's fixing to be available for distribution later this month, probably actually early November. <clears throat> um, and so, but yeah, we're excited to get that to you. It's going to be talking. It's called Just a Conversation Away. And matter of fact, Margaret has a book signing in L.A., I think October the 16th, <clears throat> right, Margaret? You can fax your answer to me. <laughs> you can text me. Um, yeah, October the 16th at Barnes & Noble. Want to give her a plug? You want to go check out her brand? She's got a beautiful brand of jewelry. Go check it out, margaretrow.com. She actually does red carpet events. She does the Oscars, things like that to dress the stars. And so she's got beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff, reasonable stuff. You can pay it out. I, I buy her stuff. I like her stuff a lot. Great. For this time of the year as we're coming up around Christmas, go buy yourself something special, ladies. I think everybody deserves something really, really special. But MargaretRowe.com, we thank you. We bless you. We, we love you deeply. And uh, I thank God for you. You're a dear friend. So that brings me to you in the word for you. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, you know, sometimes I don't ever want to just keep giving hard words because I, I talk to the Lord about it all the time. The Lord said, it's the times that we live in. He said, Missy, I am on a mission right now to get all those who are choosing to enter in. Hey there, Kara, to try to get all those who are entering in, who want to enter into the, as the bride to get them to come inside. And a lot of people think that they're okay. And then they, they look at me and, and by the way, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
you know, the, the problem is, okay, the Lord was talking to me this morning about my family, actually. And, and, and within any family, within every family, it's usually like this, where you have one side that are truth people, the other side that are mercy people. And he pointed that out to me in my family, because my dad's side is straight up. All the hood men were truth apostles. And uh, my mom's side were mercy, all mercy. And so when you bring them together, they have a sword. That's a sword within a family. Pardon me, but you got to know who you are and who you are. And right now, a lot of the swords within families, I, I feel like they have nicks in them, like they have nicks within the blades where the swords as a whole family aren't as sharp as they used to be because the church has watered down Christianity. You got to own it. Church has got to own it. So that means that every single individual then within a family should have a sword of truth and mercy. But there are some families that have double truth and double mercy, as does mine. So I can't help but be who I am to you. But it's part of my calling to help bring you into the divine if you want to hear it. And so when you come on these podcasts, if you get easily offended... You're not going to fare well in the days ahead as God brings us into all truth because the Lord says you're going to get offended by everything he has to say to you. If you and, and it amazes me about the church because they're like, oh God, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, oh God, we want more of you. Are you sure? You sure you want more of truth? Because he's fixing to get up into our mix to force us to get rid of ourselves so he can come into the room. So, okay, I'm going to bring you this truth. This is what he's saying to you today. It's a hard word. And this is for 2024, too. It's entering into 2024 now. So pay attention. Pay attention. If you're a leader and you're a sheep, you need to be paying attention from here on out. Because every year after this, it's going to be very important that we pay attention and do exactly what he tells us to do. But it's a hard word called tightening the ropes through truth. Justice is here. It's not coming. It's here. Upsetting the apple cart. God's upsetting your apple carts. Also, they're coming against the flow. Can you guys pray against that? Thank you. Um, you know, it's funny. Last night, I, I, I go driving and I talk to the Lord. <clears throat> and I actually strategically went on this drive uh, to talk to a really close prophetic friend of mine because they're highly accurate. And they're with a strong ministry, too. <clears throat> so when I call them, pardon me, I actually I have two friends like this, but they're both just as strong. But when I call them or when I hear from them, I know it's always going to be God ordained. So I need to prepare myself for those moments. Thank you guys. I love you guys. Thank you. But I had to prepare myself for those moments to hear whatever God has to say, whether I agree or disagree. It matters not. It matters not. I need to comply and do whatever he tells me to do. Because in doing so, I, it ensures I stay aligned with him and with truth. So anyway, she didn't know that God had already been talking to me about twenty, the latter part of 2023 entering into 2024. Pardon me. And this is what God had to say. And, and actually, he, he basically summing it up through her that God is tightening up the ropes through truth. He's tightening up the spiritual laws of truth. And this is what God then said to me. I got off the phone with her. This is what God said to me after I got off, because I really wanted to go talk to the Lord after I talked to her. And God said, Missy, did you know that since 2023 began, leaders listen up, that I began tightening the ropes of truth to see if my people would walk out and in like, a, like on a tightrope. 
between the truth and a lie? Or would they just settle for the lower levels of living in the old by and by? Because the bride is just now, all caps, entered into the fourth part escalation of truth with four truth doors. Which means that every member of the body of Christ had four opportunities for for, uh, this year to get free and come near me as a holy God. Four. And you notice he didn't tell us that. He's just now revealing that. So that tells me as a prophetess, it's like he was testing me. He was testing me to see if I would obey him or do as I please. But I knew enough this year. I thought this, I just, this from the very, very beginning of this year, I knew there was something very, very different about this year because the spiritual laws had changed so drastically. And so we have been trying to the best of our abilities to pay attention to everything that he's been telling us. And so the Lord says, but the Lord says, I've called you in order to come near and step into all truth. That's key. That means you've had to get rid of you and your flesh or those things that I told you I would put my finger on. But in order to come near me and live in truth, each step you took, each door, also held spiritual laws that required all members of society, the true bride, even fake Christians, to quit pushing the elephant in the, in the room under the rug. Lord says, in order to do that, to come up into these four new spiritual levels, the last door occurring in October with the fight between the serpent and the snake, it's being used to test the bride to see if she would go back to her old ways, her ways of behaving, or would she choose to change and come inside if you're going to be a part of the bride. This is something else he said about this. He said, would the church quit bullying and harassing, operating and infighting just like the world, or acting like people not having a right to defend themselves as they continue to walk the floor? They pace and pace and they worry and worry, thinking that the fight is theirs, says the Lord, but it was never theirs if you're my bride. The Lord says, if I've invited you to come inside, then the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Notice I'm having everything you do in this season, says the Lord. You're asking me for the true king's decree. The Lord says, I'm fighting every battle for thee. The Lord says, <clears throat> your ways, the Lord says, I'm tired of watching your ways, some of you especially. Because your ways are most definitely not mine. And so, Lord says, he's looking to see who is going to choose to do things God's ways, in God's way, with what he says is right, not by twisting truth to make truth be what they want it to be. No, the Lord says, that's not truth at all. That's a false version of a demonic reality. It's demonic. So, God's saying, a lot of people already know <clears throat> what they need to do. They've just gotten involved in a lot of bad habits that they choose not to get free from, which is hindering them from coming into, and yet they still fight God. They're still fighting God. 
and they're still thinking they're going to beat God. I, I just, it baffles me, absolutely baffles me. And so then they get offended when God confronts them on their demonic realities. This is what God is saying, and this is really serious that you need to pay attention to. Because this is going to be really happening in 2024, where you need to really know that God's going to be truthful and true to himself. He can't deny himself. He wrote the word. So I'm just a spokesperson conveying it to you. You can choose to listen or you can flip off. I don't care. But this is what God said. From this point on, as confirmed through the prophet, a good friend of mine, actually. God confirms himself in twos or more because he told me as well that if we all want to come into all truth, God's requiring us to align, to get up, to own up, own our mistakes if need be. But that's the first step to coming inside and entering heaven's truthful reality. So you can try to use the courts and abuse the courts. You can try to do all these things and do all your witchcraft and things that you think are going to help you. Lord's saying, you can't fight a holy God. I'm the only one that's tried and true. And you're proving every bit of your heart condition and what's inside you. So if you want to move into 2024 and through your new door, your heart needs to attain new decor. And that's a so saith the Lord. Because at the end of the conversation last night, I went to the Lord myself because I always want to make sure we're rightly aligned and I repented for anything uh, that I felt like I had failed to do. And the Lord said this. I said, God, but then this stuck out to me because I'm a prophet of truth. But I, I asked the Lord, I said, God, Are you going to allow those who are trying to call right wrong and wrong right get away with it? Because the last I saw, I didn't ask for this fight. I was minding my own business trying to teach the people about you. I didn't go bother anybody. I haven't bullied anybody. I've been defending myself the whole time through you. And this was God's response. The Lord said, as loudly as I've ever heard him say before, he said, I'm about to make all things in this fight right by me and by you and those who have stayed true to the truth because I now know who's in the fight, who's against me and who's against you. And Lord says, and this is true on the federal, state, city, county, and personal levels, spiritually and in the natural, as well as on all seven mountains. And see what the problem, and that tells me what the problem is, is that those still stuck in, underneath a little bit of that residue of religion, they have a problem with dealing with the elephant in the room. They don't like confrontation. They think, and it's, it's the same as within society. Anytime you start confronting people with truth, they are like, oh, no, he did it. She did it. Oh, no, you're trying to create a problem. You're the problem for telling me the truth. I'm not the problem. I'm actually just being a, I'm actually doing you a service trying to keep you from judgment. So it's, it's kind of stupid of people not to listen when God gives them an opportunity to make it right. So they too could be safe and come inside. But avoiding it, and denying it and saying, oh, no, because we want to stay in the old by and by. 
God said, no, you're not. You're keeping an old system in place and I'm fixing to rip the walls down. I'm fixing to blow, blow the walls down and you're going to be left in a lurch, this disobedient church, for not adhering to God's ways when I gave you the opportunity to come and do it my way, says the Lord. Okay, so then I had a vision, actually. And it's interesting because in my time, I didn't understand this at the time. This was, vision was actually earlier in the day. And I, I saw all these men in white robes, and I, I know that they were the Elohim, the 24 elders, and they were absolutely beautiful. I don't think I have ever can say I've seen a gorgeous a person. Uh, I don't even know how to explain them. They were just beautiful in the glory, just beautiful. And they had lamps, but they seemed to be all gathering around this big, huge rock, this big rock, and they, they started putting their feet up on it. And And then I see what looks like the orange fire swirling up around the rock as these men in white begin to place their feet upon it and they all became encompassed with Holy Ghost fire. It was like swirling around the rock and it swirled up all around them to where all that were there were encompassed in Holy Ghost engulfed like a burning bush that surrounded them. And then the Lord said this. He said, these are the Elohim in this hour, my bride, who've chosen to come inside. They're indefeatable. They're indestructible. And as you cross their path, you're usually heading into the 11 o'clock hour. Because that means you're coming into all truth. And if you haven't aligned with me, says the Lord, then you're the one that's stuck outside. Unless you choose to walk in my ways and in my spirit, which helps you to abide. And then the vision changed. And I saw this. I thought this was really interesting, too. I thought I saw this beautiful crystal violin. Lord, what, hold on one second. What do you have to say about those? All those word weapons, Father, the enemy's trying to use in whatever context. Not mine. Struck down, Job 36, 32. Thanks, God. Thank you, God. But I saw this beautiful crystal violin. And the Lord said, Missy, take it and play it. And I thought, what? I don't play me. I don't know how to play an instrument. And... But I obeyed. And the minute I did this, I started seeing all these angels begin to dance, creating a supernatural explosion of light all around them. And then the wheel of time began turning, and Jesus began walking through time. And all the angels he began touching, all the, all the angels and him began touching the spokes right behind him, like they were walking right behind him. As he would touch the spokes, they would touch the spokes of time, which are all the tribes. Well, what do you have to say about that? Take it away in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. But he ran his hands across it, and angels would come and touch them, and they would ignite with light. All of them would ignite with light. And then I heard the Lord say, you're entering into a time where all those things that were misaligned will now be forcefully aligned by my mighty right hand to where all those who would demand the right to stand in a place of foolishness and pride would be forced either by suffering or by compliance and repentance to begin to see me again as I begin to allow the bride to enter in, if you so choose to do things God's ways. Then the vision shifted again. 
And I saw all these people, like even Jesus, I saw them dancing in these beautiful ball gowns. And Jesus was in his tuxedo, and they were all waltzing at the same step, in the same uh, timing. Everything was beautifully and done perfected. And they were going in this circle, dancing around this big ballroom. And I began to see all the perfection of heaven in that place. It was in perfect succinction with Christ, with God's timing, as they danced around the room. And then the Lord said this. He yelled it. He said, about America, I'm going to reestablish her. As my people dance with me in darkness, because the ballroom above was late at night spiritually. And Jesus said, the just shall live by faith and not by sight. Because sometimes miracles take time. And time is mine, says the Lord. So while the enemy tries to create division amongst you because of those that are misaligned, be sure to stay aligned with love. But more importantly, truth, because you will no longer be able to sweep elephants under the rug when I bring them to you. As you cannot serve two masters, not yourself, not religion, which causes you to stay in denial and my spirit of truth at the same time, or you'll get stuck in limbo, says the Lord, because denial is an enemy of progress, and fear will hinder healing from coming into the room. So you get to choose which one you want to submit to. But if you submit to the wrong one in this season, it will cost you. And there are those that I'm speaking to at this very moment, even leaders too, to get them to speak truth so that they might get free from enemies, the enemy's tyranny. Or from those yoked in darkness trying to walk in two places at one time. Thinking that this heart condition would please the king. But it does not, says the Lord. It's called double-mindedness. They are misaligned. And that heart condition was what and will and has caused you suffering. And it's hindered you from attaining the true king's decree. From actually supping with me. Vision changed. And then I saw what looked like a big, huge boat that was sinking like the Titanic. And I saw Jesus leaving this big boat within a smaller boat full of those who only wanted to be with the king. They had no problems complying. They were tired of old cycles of dysfunctional thinking that they saw lead many astray where they had grown weary and distraught from those who bought into the lie that if you dismiss the truth, that everyone would be fine in the old by and by, forgetting that it's truth that gets all the chaos out of the room to where everyone can live in peace and good health without having God place people on a shelf. You see, it's the old religious cycles that caused hurt to so many. So the Lord says, in this new time, God definitely is saying, time is mine. And if you want to come inside, you will comply to do as I've required from thee. And there are no shortcuts to get you here. Because in this time, the Lord says, it's all about me. Not you anymore. He's trying to get you stuck from being earthbound. We've entered into a new time that requires all spiritual. It's all done by the Spirit now.
the Lord says that now that the suffering has begun, there will be many hearts angry with me, when in reality, they should take responsibility for not listening to me when I told them that their boat was sinking. For now, I must go and abide to dance with my bride or those who chose to come out and sup with only me. Because my bride places more stock in my name than she does in man's. How many of you leaders are putting more stock in another man or woman's name when that's not what God is doing anymore? He's calling you to step off those platforms. To step into a truth, holy reality. That's not being non-networking. That's not being, how do you say, um, not wanting to work with people. That's not that. That's God separating the truth from a lie. God said, Abraham, come out from amongst them. So while they try to discredit the truth prophets, trying to make you get stuck with them, Lord says, you got to choose just like they get to choose. You get to choose. It's either me, says the Lord, or him. Him meaning the devil in them. A lot of you are getting duped by demonic realities. And by the way, this is free. This isn't even in my notes right now. I'm just free flowing. You're getting duped by demonic realities. And demonic realities feel just as real as a holy reality. It's the new strategy of witchcraft. And it's very subtle. It's very, very, very subtle. They do it through spells, laws, and magic. And they release it again against God's people through macro-micro spells covering large regions. But the demonic realities are people that are misaligned in dysfunction, in demonic. They haven't been freed. And so they say everything that those demons whisper to them. And they decree it from hell over God's people. So we have to think about what we're thinking about. We have to know for sure what God told us in truth. And then we have to have these yo-yos that we have to deal with and contend with now, not just the occult too. So our, our battle is very, it's, it's very strict right now. Our walk is very strict right now. Lord, what do you have to say with that about that? You know what I'm talking about? Take it down in Jesus' name, just like that, nullified. Thank you, God. See, this is the best part about having the gift of love. So you may not agree with me. I really don't give a rat's rear. Um, but the best part about having the gift of love is that the gift of love is all-encompassing. It's God's presence. So I see his mercy and his truth. I'm more I'm double truth-oriented. So I, I lean more towards that because of my calling. But I do appreciate the mercy very, very much because we need it. All my friends are mercy friends. As a matter of fact, all my mercy friends, I was usually the instigator that got us in trouble when we were in sin because I was very mischievous. And and then I'd get called into all the truth. If you know anything about my family, not to get off topic here, but just to tell you a little bit about my background and how we do this thing. When I would get called in by all truth, because all my dad's side was truth, military, farmers, apostles, all these. I mean, they, when you walk, and we didn't know it back then, but when you'd walk into the room, you walked into the presence of God, literally, because there was, they were all believers. So you felt that all this, this strictness, and not strictness really, but I mean, I don't know how to say it. It was boundaries, boundaries. We knew there were certain things you just didn't say to people out of love. You didn't do to people. You respected their 
their boundaries. You, you respected your elders. You honored them. And see, this is where the church has gotten it all convoluted. Because even in my growing up, there's a way to challenge people that are misaligned with love. See, I'm required by God, the one person who I answer to, not you. I answer to him first. He said, Missy, I'm going to tell you here in a minute. He challenged Jeremiah too. Jeremiah had the same hard calling. These truth prophets that are being released today, we've got hard callings. We're called to deal with you difficult people who refuse to do things God's way. And God's like, okay. Pronounce the suffering. I just did. So that they can be forced to enter in. See, God's looking out for you. So like me, when I entered in that room and my little spirit of rebellion back then, and I had all my little buddies who were just, I was <laughs> mischievously leading astray, if you will. And and I would, my dad would spin around in his prophetic little gift, or my granddaddy, and he'd say, Melissa Ray, sit down, sit down. And I'd be like, and all my little, my little mercy friends would be like, what? What's going on? What's going on? And I was like, shh, I'm going to talk to them. Let me do the talking. But see, they knew. God had already shown the people who loved me the truth. Because they loved me enough to call me out. And sometimes, you know, even in my as I grew up, you know, sometimes elders are wrong. Sometimes elders don't like change. When you get up, when you get older, you don't like change. Just when we've been through what we've been through as a nation, it's hard to come out and through because I'm I'm way getting way ahead of myself right now. But I'm going to go here because I feel like it's where the flow is going right now. But sometimes God will allow the enemy to wear you out to give you a taste of what might be. If you don't get your butt up and out. And by the way, I'm not being nice about it. That's how my dad used to talk to me too. You get your butt up, you own up, you be accountable, and you grow up. Life's not just about you. And I'm going to tell some of you leaders that life's not just about you and your fears and those things you think you've got to hide. God already knows you're doing it. Get up and come inside. Own your crap. Be accountable and quit being a wuss because it makes people just, it makes people not respect you Own your stuff. That's what brings peace into the room. When you own the truth, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's keep going. So here we go. Boy, did you get ahead of yourself then Lord? So the Lord says this from now on, I must go and abide to dance with my bride and those who choose to come out and sup with only me, Instead of people putting more stock in man's name than they do in mine. So that my true bride doesn't cave to the demands of man who thinks that their name is bigger than mine. He's the name above all names. He's Elohim. He's not the old by and by. And see, the problem is, is that a lot of people, I think, can I go there, Father God? Perfect. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit said that to be First John 4, 3. Perfect. I've said this a million times. Your gifts are not your identity. And just because you've got a minuscule speck of God's power in your vessel doesn't give you the right to go look into everybody else's life and abuse. Because really, what that boils down to, 
It's one thing to be over a house and to want to know what's in your house. I agree with that. I do that in this ministry. But I don't go take my gifts and go look into everybody else's life trying to act like I've got moral superiority. That's arrogance. And God said, you know what? Your gifts are mine. Everything I've given to you is mine. And I put it on you to use for me, says the Lord, not for you to abuse. And so therefore, you don't have a right to go try to establish identity when I've only given it to you on loan, although they're irrevocable. Which says, I gave them to you, but it was for Jesus in you to use, not just you, for him to flow through you, especially not at your own leisure. So you can abuse other people. And the Lord said this, he said, who does man think he is refusing to come into the divine? Well, all along, all I wanted to give him was mine. It was kingdom. (laughs) Yet man has little regard for what I've told him was coming. And then the religious Pharisees get angry at my truth prophets for warning them to please come inside. Yet they thought that they knew more as I warned and warned that time was coming closer in on them. My time, says the Lord. And they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt because my true bride would stand out while they sat in sackcloth and ashes because they refused the right time and their refusal to align. So how... Can you justify this thing when you have defied the king? Meaning, how can you justify your arrogance and your pride? And then you get angry at him and you're suffering because you're the one that refused to come inside. That's ludicrous. That's not owning your stuff. So then I saw another vision as we come to this part to an end before we get into the teaching. And I saw people trying to load life rafts. These were the people trying to unload that sinking life craft or that ship, the Titanic that I saw before. But they were in brackish waters. You know what brackish waters are? Brackish waters are dirty waters. They're like muddied. They're not clean. They're murky. And they were beside the sinking boat. But the waves were turbulent. They were being tossed all about. while the true bride was sailing away with Jesus peacefully and all because they refused to listen to what Jesus was telling them. Golly, it amazes me. And see, thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you want me to go there? I don't even know where you're going to go with that. Okay, I'll step out. Spirit said that to be first, John 4, 3. Okay, so... You know, I don't know any other way to tell you. I've told you every which way but Sunday. I try to tell you what I think is coming to you. You realize that when 45 gets back in, all hell is going to let loose. Because the witches and the Satanists aren't going to let go. Well, they will be forced to for a time. But from this point on, the Bible says it. It's going to be a fight over times and laws in the natural and by the Spirit. So all you people trying to make up your way or your truth as you go along, whether you're a leader or not. And then you want to try to falsely label me. I don't care what you do, because God will always speak what's true. But 
and me and the truth prophets, I mean, we're still going to be here. We're still going to be here telling you how to draw near. But why would you want to be so stupid that you would put yourself through needless suffering when all you had to do was let God put his finger on a few things? That makes no sense to me. And he's, he's doing it out of love. That's what truth does. That's what my parents did to me. They told, told me in truth. If I, and sometimes the truth hurt. It hurt. My dad would be a weed whacker to me. He'd whack down a few weeds and prune me back. So I could bear much fruit. But now, and it was always happened when I got off track too, by the way. But now that I'm older and I've learned a few things, I thank God for he, for him and for my, my, my true side of my family. And I thank God for the mercy side too. But if you've got too much of one thing, it's bad. I'm not trying to demand that everything we should all live in all. Well, yes, we should live in all truth. We should be lovers of truth. But <clears throat> that's not the way God made some of you. What I am saying is you should have balance. And this is a time. This is a season we're now living in where God has lifted up truth prophets like myself. I've lifted you up for such a time as this, when the society we now live in puts truth on a shelf. Haven't it, hasn't it bothered you a little bit that you can't find the truth in church? You can't find it in the news? It's hard to find it. God allowed this so that he could bring his truth in front of you. The question is, Will you be wise enough to listen? Or will you go back and be stuck in your old ways, in your old fears, and everything that you think is God, because you think you know more than Him? And to that, I'd have to shake my head at you. <clears throat> Which brings us to Jeremiah 1, 1 through two thirty, And it's talking about people come and go, but God's Word accomplishes its purpose. His truth purpose, his truth prophets will be used by him to accomplish his purpose, regardless of what man says. They, if they lived in Jesus' day, we have them amongst us today. I be one of them. And I have to say, unfortunately, but no, I'm not going to say that because I love serving God. But So this is what God says. He says, God will always need a voice to herald his word. Always. And nobody knew this better than the truth prophets back then, as well as the truth prophets today. They've got hard lives. You have no idea what we go through to bring God's word to you. But I wouldn't change it. That's just who I am. But Jeremiah was one of these back then. You could be a modern-day contemporary Jeremiah today. But the Lord told Jeremiah... Just like he's telling you, truth prophet. This is, this is for the truth prophets. I want to encourage you. God bless you. I love you guys because I can relate with you. But God wants to tell you something. If you're in leadership or if you're a sheep, you be who I've called you to be, says the Lord. And the Lord says, not only is he saying that just to encourage you, he's telling you this, demanding this, saying, you will be what I want you to be. Like it or not, whether people receive me in you or not, because if they did it to me back then, they'll do it to you now. They hated me then, and they hate me now. So they're not rejecting you, truth prophet. They're rejecting him. They think that they know him, 
while they've got hidden sin. It says they don't know him at all. They don't know me, says the Lord. And if they did, they would know my heart towards them. It's not to harm. It's do you have plans. I have a good plan and a purpose for you. So the Lord's telling you, Jeremiah's out there. This is what I've called you to do. And what I've called you to. And you will go where I want you to go and say what I want you to say. Because I supervised your conception. And I watched your life all along the way. So your life has been preordained before time to live in this time. You're indefeatable. You're indestructible. Especially if you're an Elohim. And it's I, your God, says the Lord, that have ordained you to speak to the old by and by. So that my people could choose which God they would serve. It's not man, it's me, says the Lord. And I've called you for this moment of my time. And notice he's he's specifying my time. So when I called you, whether you're aligned or not, whether called or not, this goes for the church too, leaders or not. In all seven mountains, the Lord says, if I've called you, whether you're aligned or not, I expect you to comply. And just because people misaligned hate you again means they don't hate you they hate me because if they hated me then they'll do it to my prophets again in the now and in the past and if you know anything about jeremiah jeremiah was a prophet used by god to confront his elders oh here we go with denunciation go read it it's in the word History's repeating itself, just like it did back then. And God was with him. So there was no disrespect given. It was only the truth. And only a truth prophet exposing those with hidden sin. See, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, it's funny to me, when change comes, and I have to, I love our mercy people. I love our mercy leaders. We need you. Um, But right now, you need to let truth come into the room. You do. And you need to get out of its way. Because if you don't, you're going to get in God's crosshairs. And quit playing both sides of the court. Quit it. Because this is a season where you want to come through your door. It's doors of truth you have to enter into if you want to come into your new. Oh my God, he's here. I didn't intend on saying that. That just came out of my spirit. So there you go. So then God said this. God said, in this day and time... My, all caps, my messengers, if you're a truth teller, must be walls and not shifting sand. So you'd better be able to stand if you want true justice to come in. Because just like when Jeremiah told the Pharisees of his day that they themselves had killed the prophets that God had sent, just like a lion kills its prey, Lord says, even today, the Lord says, He wants you to know, you shall not be touching mine anointed. Not through word, act, or deed. No, no, no. Matter of fact, if you do, you'll be touching me, and then you'll walk out your own seed. That means the words of your mouth in writing or spoken. Because 
The Lord says, I want you to know I'm just, I'm, I'm dividing the truth from a lie. The Lord said, it's not evil, says the Lord, that truth coming to your door. I'm warning you before you step through it with your bad seed. The Lord said, if you're not heeding me, Lord says, you're going to have a real reality. So the Lord says, heed me when I warn you in this moment. Because in 2024, there's definitely going to be truth all at everyone's door. The, the spiritual laws will shift dramatically. Because justice with truth are now walking into all seven mountains and all churches. And God knows this is uncomfortable. He knows where you're at. He knows a lot of you don't like these messages. He senses it. Probably why Hasmi keeps talking about it. But he's here to set you free. He's here to set you free. He loves you enough. I feel like I'm having a Larnar Hood, a Colonel Hood conversation. Where my dad, he, I, I, I would know I was in trouble because <laughs> I was a knothead growing up. I was a knucklehead. Um, and I was mischievous as all get out. But I, it, I, I didn't mean anybody harm. I didn't do mean things. I was just super mischievous. But whenever I heard Melissa, Melissa Ray, sit down. And I would be like, oh, my God. Hope I don't die today. <laughs> and I would just be like, oh, my God. And he would proceed to tell me everything God had shown him. Everything. Who can argue with that? You can't argue with the Lord. And, and, and I, oh, my Lord. And if you get in front of my granddaddy and all my uncles, I had an uncle, Ani. And he was, a, he was a rancher. But they were all just as prophetic. When you walked into like different family reunions and stuff, you literally, it didn't matter whose table you sat down, those gifts would be unpacked and they would start just talking to you about your life and ministering to you. They may not have even known that they were used like that then. But it was actually fun. Because they would tell you stuff and you knew. I mean, I don't know. I guess as a little kid, I wondered, how do you know that about me? But then I knew that it was just pure goodness sitting in front of me. So I knew they had good intentions towards me. And they were trying to protect me from me sometimes. But if my granddaddy sat in front of me, my granddaddy's name is Uncle Jim. or Not Uncle, but we called him Jim, not Uncle. Granddaddy, we called him Granddaddy. I actually called him Papa. And he'd sit down in front of me. And he always had this big grin on his face. He's like, Sissy. That was my nickname. Then he's like, Sissy, I heard that you've been enjoying yourself. And I'd be like, what would you hear? And I was like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I didn't do anything. And, and, and then he's like, yeah. And he'd proceed to tell me. I think, God, you know, you people, y'all gossip like unbelievable. <laughs> and he's like, no, actually, I've been praying. He said, I've been praying for you. He said, God showed me these things about you. I thought, God's a gossiper. God is a gossiper. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Lord. I'm not, I'm just kidding. God's not God. God will tell your business. He will show people your business. He will. Don't think you're hiding anything. Cause I was always real. I, I did not. I, I like, I was not trying to hide my, well, maybe <laughs> I thought like I did really bad things, but just, I was a goofball, but God will tell, he'll tell off on you because he loves you enough to keep you safe, to get you out and through. Don't try to hide things from God. 
Get cleaned up. Let them clean you up. And you know what? I've had these conversations with my mom and my dad. There have been times that I disagree with my dad. And and, and I know how far to take it. I know how far. Because, you know, with each generation. And I need to let you in on a little secret, too, with each generation. With each generation, did you know they're, they're born with the gift of wisdom, a double portion with each generation from this point on? Did you know that? So our trying to fight the new wine and fight the new move is fruitless. It's absolutely fruitless. And, and, and when I go forward in time, when, when I'm more elderly, when I come across these people, I have to stay open. So do you to being able to receive from the Davids of tomorrow. I have to receive from them because they're that portion of God that I need then. You're going to need them too. So I'm not going to be closing myself off and saying, I'm going to be, I'm going to do this my way. God bless this Burger King. I'm going to get myself what I want to do. I've paid my dues. Makes you look foolish. Makes you look foolish when you know God is in the room. So God's saying this. This is what I need from you. And this is actually based on Proverbs. Shoot, man. It didn't. Oh, yes, it is. What is it? Hold on one second. Let me get the right scripture here. I don't know what it did. It didn't print off my stuff. But you know what? It's going to let me now. I get to tell you now. So this is the scripture that we're going to be talking about. It's Proverbs 24, 17 through 20. It's actually based on when God's name comes near. Ooh, I got way ahead of myself. Yep, it didn't print off a page. When God's name comes near. What do you do when God's name comes near? Do you get fright? Do you get fretful? Do you get worried? Oh my God, he's gonna call me out. You shouldn't get afraid. When I was talking to my friend, the prophet, last night, I knew I might have gotten rebuke last night. But I, I honor the Lord. I love the Lord enough. And I trust the Lord enough to know as we're trying to follow him into all truth. I know I expect the realignment. I expect realignment if I want to go forward and through. So should you. But when God's name comes near do you give thanks or do you dread it? Because there should never be any dread in the presence of God. I hear preachers say again all the time, Oh God, we want more of you until all truth walked into the room. Because then they realize that they've what they've lacked in not being true to the one who stayed true to them regardless of their sin. Again, in 2024, we're most definitely going to have to adhere because that year, we're going to make sure we get through our new door. Because at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve 2023, I prophesy this right now with Psalms 33.9. There will most definitely be a changing of the guard, which will change history. For the good. Unless you misunderstood God's command staying where you demand, by which God will be forced to say, you and only you have caused your own delay. Which bring us again to Proverbs 24, 17 through 20, where it states, Rejoice not with thine enemy when they fall, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displeases him, and he turn away his wrath from them. 
Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. For there shall be no reward to evil men when the candle of the wicked are snuffed out. You know, this is interesting today because this is such a different word today. He went on. We usually stop right there, but he went on. He said, make sure you tell them this. See, this is a shifting day for some of you. If you're a leader watching this, please hear my heart. I'm not against you. And some of you just don't like the elephant in the room. Some of you don't like having to face other leaders when they come to you, when they themselves have been called out. And I'm not trying to flog a dead horse by saying that. I I am just telling you, because I went to the Lord about this last night. I said, Lord, what about the bullies? What about people who are operating in demonic entities and trying to bully the new move? He said, oh, he's I'm fixing to make all the wrongs right with you too. For people that have come at you. And I thought, wow, Lord. So, you know, you got to make sure you're standing on the right side. And I know that you're automatically going to say, wait a minute, God's about all peace. He's about unity. You bet. But in this side, in this moment in time, he's dividing the truth from a lie, trying to show us who's who. Because from this point on, there are going to be two streams going and one's not going to go through. You better make sure it's you. You don't get to serve two masters. So God's saying this. God's servants in this hour must have open eyes as well as open ears because God can speak through what they see. So we prophets say what God shows us spiritually. So then how can you naysayers ridicule what God is seeing unless you have something to hide that you are trying to hinder its revealing? And just because truth makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean it's going to be changed. You're saying God makes you feel uncomfortable. The deeper parts of God make you feel uncomfortable. Then how can you say you want more of God if you're not willing to allow him to come in as he himself is? In all truth, I feel very comfortable in him. This is what I've been raised within. So I feel very much at home in this place. This is God's finest hour around my vessel because I'm just like, wow, I finally feel at home again. I finally feel safe again. Truth is coming back into the room. Matter of fact, some of you are trying to stay neutral, acting like false peacemakers when you know truth is coming into the room. So God is saying to you, you'd better choose a side lest you be left outside. And you had better have the courage to keep standing with me. Because if you say you're mine, then your words and your truth and stance had better reflect my truthful reality. Not the one you, that you think it is. Not the one that helps you to neutralize truth or to compromise. Thank you, Lord. Lord says, this isn't a season for the old by and by. That's an old wineskin. It's, it's passed away. You have to purposefully choose and say, Lord, I don't understand where you're taking me. Order my footsteps. Psalms 37, 23. Into all truth. Even if it leads people away from me. Or me away from them. Because that's leading you into a holy reality. Keeps you aligned. So then I saw as this wrapped up. 
I saw, I kept seeing people running around very frantically trying to hide the things they thought God and his people didn't know about. But God is saying, get ready. Your sin's about to find you out. Because as of 2024, again, spiritual laws are changing and becoming even more narrow in truth. And if you're not aligned, when I walk into the room, says the Lord, I will be inclined to expose you in all that you do. Because in 2024, grace will no longer be accepting those trying to get through new doors while they're still in non-compliance with me. Lord says you will have become your own worst enemy if you refuse to get free. I'm going to leave you with that again. Welcome to the 15 minute rev. I'm glad you listen. I am glad you keep coming back. I'm Dr. Missy. I love you guys. I do love you guys. I enjoy talking to you. Um, I hope you give me, I hope you, you listen to God, but I hope you get to know my heart too. in, in trying to love you, I don't have ill will towards anybody. I'm just trying to help people get through. That's the God honest truth. My heart. I wish that everybody would just drop everything and come inside because there's a party going on. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm also sensing like on the other side of that, as we enter into C4, festivities are ramping up the angels are showing up we're meeting new angels all the time and it's just exciting and and i tell you every year c4 is a time it's chamber four it's the chamber four chamber of god's heart with where you have intimacy with the king at very 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 high levels remember you go into his bed chambers to have intimacy through c1 two three and four but when you get in to chamber four um, if you've been faithful to enter in, you're entering into high levels of intimacy with him for that year. And it's just fun because there's just so much that you learn. And so I don't want any of you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. And so it's just a lot of fun. But anyway, go have yourself a great Tuesday. Don't forget that I love you and uh, I'm rooting for you. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you on Friday as we continue our conversation. So until then, go have yourself a great day. Bye-bye.